Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew Podcast, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, joined by my good friend and co-host, Cody Frankel, who is live in the Hamptons right now. Cody, what's going on over there? How was your weekend? What's up? Weekend was good. Weekend was good. Very hot. This heat wave is like out of control. It's it's actually out of control. So I went golfing yesterday and Uh played horrible and Mm -hmm. also... Every single time I would swing my club, sweat was getting into my eyes. It was just <laughs> like brutal. Like the heat was sweltering, scorching, whatever you want to say. It was just rough all in, all out. I forgot to put on sunscreen. Figure, you know, I had a 9 a.m. tea time. I was like, oh, it won't be hot enough. It was literally 95 degrees at 9 a.m. Just do you, awful. Do you listen to part of my take? Uh, yeah, occasionally. Not like religiously, but they're, they're great. They did a, uh, I think like Mount Rushmore, they call it of, or not Mount Rushmore. They did something of like golf guys. Mm. Now, I, what kind of, what kind of golf guy are you? Are you the hardo that like uses the app to track how far you are? And like, absolutely not. Uh, first really? of all, I'm, I'm like definitely more so of a beginner golfer. I've only played a couple of uh-huh. times. I like just got into it pretty recently. I don't think I will ever be the guy who like tracks my balls and how far <laughs> they go. Um, but that being said, I mean, it is fun and I do want to get better at it. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to like a simulator with some friends in a few weeks and, and just uh, keep playing. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun time, especially like if it's not 98 degrees outside and you can like crack open a few beers or cigars with your boys. I mean, it's a great time, but you know, in this heat, I mean, it it just stay inside. Like I, I like regretted it instantly because by the sixth or seventh hole, like we were like, drenched yeah like there were four of us and we were not just fun. drenched yeah, yeah it just wasn't fun but how was your weekend man my weekend was awesome i, I know uh you know i talk about sleepaway camp a lot it was our mm-hmm. like alumni weekend so yeah um you know i think it's like the third week of july every summer we go up and usually we're allowed to go to the camp and like you know play sports all day and like you know see the kids that we used to be counselors for and stuff like that like it's yeah. cool my, my parents still go so yeah, my dad awesome. went to camp also so um, went up Friday. What city did you stay in? Uh, it's like Ecuador, Pennsylvania. I don't, it's just yeah, some yeah. random city in Pennsylvania, random. Yeah. but I'm sorry that I ignored all your texts this weekend. I didn't really have much service. <laughs> and I was all three much, of them. Yeah. I was pretty much drunk from Friday till, you know, right now on Sunday afternoon, but yeah, man, it was so fun. My back is honestly so sore. I, I, I must've went down a slip golf. and slide. No, I went down a slip and slide like mm-hmm. 10 times. A little different. And my little back different. is hurting me. It's like pathetic. Yeah. That's, that's how, you know, you're getting old, man. Once, once the, and it's, I bet it's your mid back too, right? It's like the lower to mid Killing that, that, yeah. Yeah. It'll, 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 it'll get you, man. It'll get you. <laughs> I like tweaked my neck playing golf and like working out and I'm just like old man, old man mm. syndrome. So but, ridiculous. Um, but I, well, I want to say something funny too, because I had like four 17 year old kids come up to me and say, they listen to our show. They're all big Ranger fans. And, and as you know, Foxy went to the same camps so they're all like asking mm-hmm. me, they were all asking me questions like, like as if we have insider information about Fox. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought you'd let that's that. great. Yeah. That's great. I thought it'd be, um, I thought it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but anyways, we'll, we'll get into a little Ranger talk in a bit. Um, we have a great guest today, Alexis Downey, 
from stadium. And right now I wanted to throw in some of our, our baseball chit chat because we have a big subway series coming up this week. Yankees Mets, two of the hottest teams in baseball. Um, underdog fantasy is about to drop some really good lines and, and, you know, overs, unders, pickums and things like that. So definitely check it out. And there's gonna be some, uh, some great multipliers for, for this week's games for the Yankees and Mets, but to get into these two teams, man, first off, Aaron judge is actually a robot. All the guy does is hit home runs. It's actually insane. He's on pace for 62 home runs. He just had another one today. Um, he's about What's to break the record, the record. for yeah. the Yankees. It's 61. Uh-huh. So he's on pace to break Roger Maris's record, which was over 40 years ago. So, I mean, it's like uh, over 50 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be insane if he does it. I hope he does. I'm ready to make this guy Yankee for life. You know, on the Mets front, I know you don't pay as close attention as I do, but one guy you probably know really well is Jacob deGrom, who's probably the best pitcher in the league when healthy. And yes, I will say that even though we have Garrett Cole, who is also one of the best pitchers in the league. But um, yeah, dude, I think he is done for the season. I mean, they're they're in some trouble come playoff time if, if they don't have him. I know they have Scherzer, who's also, you know, top three, top five guy in the league. So there's that, but not having DeGrom come playoff time is, is definitely going to hurt for the Mets. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they fill that gap with the trade deadline coming up in the next uh, 10 days. I actually looked at tickets to go this week because I was like, oh, it'd be cool to go to a Mets-Yankees game. I don't think I've I'm going been. Wednesday. I'm it's going like Wednesday. 200 bucks, the cheapest seat. I'm going with work. I'm, 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 uh, I got them to throw in my name in the, uh, you know, in the client event. So I'm getting taken, but um, your client events yeah. are dope, dude. You've been on a yacht. Yeah. You were in Miami. Yeah. I want to work. Can I work on work for you? Yeah, you can, you can. But, uh, but what, anyways, what I was going to say is like, there's a huge trade deadline coming up next Tuesday. I want to say, so not mm-hmm. into, not, you know, tomorrow, but the week after, and, there's some big names out there, man. The, the guy Juan Soto, obviously you heard of him. I mean, you know, he's in NL East against the Mets. He turned down $440 million from the Nationals. And he is a guy who, man, if he gets moved, like the Yankees and Mets are right in there in that contention with three, four other teams like the Padres, the Dodgers, you know, the big wigs. I, it, it, it honestly, for, for you basketball folks out there and for you, yeah. Johnny, like it is – gonna be more of a return than kevin durant gets when he gets really? moved. like it is gonna be more of a return than it's gonna be like probably the biggest return of all time because this kid is 23 years old he won a world series in 2019 when he was 20 years old he has a career like 293 batting average he's gonna get locked up wherever he goes for like 12 years and, and through his entire prime it's gonna be half a billion dollar deal and Right now, he has two and a half years of control left. So imagine if Durant had two and a half years of control left. Like, well, how, how much does he have? He has two years or one year left? I, I think two. Two, yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's going to be similar in that S. But, like, Juan Soto is probably, like, in, in my opinion, I think he's the best player in the MLB. Um, mm-hmm. He's not having the best season this year. But, like, you know, uh, of course, you got guys like Mike Trout and, you know, you have Jose Ramirez and, and guys like that. But like, in my opinion, like this kid is 23 years old and he's the best player in the MLB and he's only going to get better. And a team is about to give him half a billion dollars. So this trade deadline could get like madness next week. Honestly, I really want to get more into baseball because I'm, I'm just like listening to you speak and you're so passionate about it. it dude, no, it's, it's, I but, love it. But love not it. even just that, like I am so fucking bored right now like with no mm-hmm. sports to really watch because I'll, I'll watch yeah. a Mets game every now and then but like yeah ha- not having hockey or basketball and I'm not a huge football fan but not having any yeah. of those three like 
man, I, I have nothing to watch every night and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a show guy. So like, right. I'm just right. like watching the same movies on repeat that I've seen. A million <laughs> times. I watched soul on Disney plus three Dude, times. That's a great movie. The great animated movie. one. That's a great movie. Great. I, movie. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's how I am too. Like I love the Rangers to death and mm. then I love the Yankees to death. And then like everything else for me, like I'm not a big basketball guy, as you know, I really enjoy football. I really do. The Jets have like tortured me for years. Mm -hmm. So like, finally they say they're supposed to be good. They got some good guys. I've heard that song and dance 100 times. Yeah. So like, until I see it, I'll believe it. I would love for them to be good because football is a super fun sport to watch. If you can get into it and stuff like that. And I, I really enjoy watching it. Um, but for me, like, you know, growing up on Yankees championships, like growing up on the, the Rangers making the playoffs every year, like those are my two squads. So like, I, it's great that I, you know, the season ends for the Rangers and then it goes like right into the Yankees. Mm. Um, and then like baseball ends right. Like at the end of October, first week of November and then hockey starts. So yep. it's like, I have like a perfect consistency and they're like the two longest sports too. But you never get a break. Go, right. Well, you know, you don't need one when it's only like two. It's not like I'm following five sports, you yeah. know, like some people follow five sports and you're like, I, I don't know how I can keep up, but yeah. Definitely not for but, me. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, let's, let's get into some Rangers, man. Um, I know there's not too much. Oh, you want to say something? I want to say one quick thing before we get into the Rangers, like while we're just talking about our own lives and stuff. I heard the song for the first time this weekend, White Houses by Vanessa Carlton. Do you know that song? <laughs> I don't, but I saw you tweet it. I'm obsessed with it. Like, just promise me you'll listen to it after this. Promise. I'm literally addicted to the song. I've listened to it 25 times in the last six hours. All right, I'll, I'll check it out right after this, promise. And, and an update for Mrs. Frankel, because I know she likes hearing my how I meet my wives every weekend, but I, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell a little personal life thing. I went on a date like a month ago, mm -hmm. and I think the girl's my wife, and that's all I'm going to say. Well, we've heard that before, but I, I hope this one sticks, yeah. and, and, you know, God bless. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, all right. <laughs> no, that's out of the way. Yeah, now that that's out of the way, we don't have too much Ranger talk to get into. Um, but the one thing I did want to circle back on is, of course, Capo Caco has not been signed yet, which is a pretty big deal because, like, I don't know what Drury's waiting for. I don't know if, you know, what Caco's waiting for and so on. It makes you think, man, like, I, I, I don't know. It makes you think, like, it is an offer sheet coming or like, because if they were going to sign him for $2 million, like, or 2.5, whatever, they have the money right now. So like, I don't understand what they're waiting for. Like every reporter, you know, our, our buddy, Arthur, our buddy Vince, like they're all saying, yeah, you know, the, the two year, uh, the two year, 2 million, one year, 2 million, one year, two, five, like it's all inevitable. It's coming, whatever. But like, what, what are they waiting for right now? I don't know if like there's anything else in the works or like, if this is just going to be like a long marriage, like that's coming together. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think as we're talking about this, it is a Monday. I feel like Kako's just going to sign right now. Like he, he probably signed today as you're listening to this or whatever on, on Monday. But I, I mean, that's, that's just like saying our, why luck. do you say that? Why I, do I don't think that? that's going to happen. I'm saying with Ranger luck, Mondays? we're talking about it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think, I think there's some sort of trade in the works. You think so? Because remember, hey. we talked about it after Kako was scratched. And yeah. I, I'm not trying to like sound like a source or anything, but I, I had heard mm -hmm. some rumors that Drury didn't like him. Yeah, um, we all heard that. We all heard so that. I, I don't see why it's impossible for Drury and the Rangers to just move on from him. Not that like they should give up on him or like the fans want to give up on him. But if yeah. the right offer comes in, like 
What's the right offer though? What's well, the they right, also like, want to resign Mott too, right? Like they might want Mott over him. And and if Krauss can come in and to me, that's class, crazy. To me, that's crazy. Listen, I I like Mott as much as the next guy, but this guy played like twenty games for us and had two points. Like I I, I get he's not a point scorer; it's not his game and stuff. But like you know, people people talking about Mott like he's the second coming and is going to be in our top six. Like listen, listen, listen. I get it, but right now, as it is, we don't have a spot. Like we don't even have a spot for Reeves right now is on the bench, and Reeves we're paying one point seven five million dollars this year, and he's on our bench right now. He's not he's not slotted into the fourth line, right? We have our fourth line set. He's probably going to be a healthy scratch most nights, and then we'll get in occasionally based on matchups. So like, I don't know where they would put Mott. Obviously, if if they choose Mott over Kako, then yeah, sure, then they have a spot for him. But like. I don't know, man. I think that is like just a waste to me. And I, I, I feel like Kako will go to another team and just absolutely slay. Well, I'll say one more thing and you're going to like this a lot. I think uh-huh. they, might be, they might be waiting also to see how Brennan Othman doesn't camp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but if, if Kako's not signed like by the end of camp, man, that's, that's a big problem. Like that is a, that is a big problem. And then like, you need to remember something like just because Kravstov signed, like he's still in the outs with the Rangers. Like he signed Mm -hmm. a one-year deal and like, yeah, he's going to play, but like, who knows if he's going to want to re-sign again? Like, you know, unless they're throwing the bag at him and they don't have the bag. He signed a one-year deal and next year they have to decide between Keandre, Lafreniere, Heedle, and they're probably going to have to figure something out with Lingren as well. So, like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of guys with not a lot of cap space. They're going to have to give probably Keandre and Lafreniere starting with $5 million or maybe a little less, like in the high fours, mid fours, whatever. So, like, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that for some reason, Othman's going to crack this lineup. And that would be lo- great. You know, a lot I'm, of I'm it huge on him. is because he was Chris Drury's first draft pick as GM. And I, yeah. I think after scoring 50 goals and knowing that there's this rule that often can't play in the AHL, right. Because of the age thing um, that we talked about with stat boy, Steven a while ago, I think Drury has some sort of loyalty to Othman over Kako and Krasov mm-hmm. where he might lean toward giving Othman that chance and taking a risk on him over keeping a Kako or Krasov just because it's his guy, you know, and, and, but, and hockey guys are like that. They, they want to give their guys the opportunity because they brought sure. them in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the thing you're forgetting about Othman is he can't play for Hartford. That's what I just said. He, oh, oh, I, yeah, I, totally I just said that. So doubt on that. Okay. That's the one thing yes. I'm remembering. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. So he can't play for Hartford. So like, it, it's, it's a tricky situation, right? Because it's like this dude just had almost 60 goals for Flint. So like, are you going to send him back there? And like, what going back there does nothing for him. Right. But then at the same time, he can't go to Hartford and our top nine is locked unless you pass on Kako. And like, ah, man, it's a tricky situation. Like, you know, what would be crazy? What actually would be crazy. Othman makes the squad. They slot him in the top nine in Kako's spot. And then they trade Kako for that D man that we need. That's because we know how we needed a third, we we needed the third pair D man, and like, you know, like you whatever, you know, who would have been a good name, Mackenzie Weger, but now he's on the damn Flames. But um, you know, I've always been a big Carson Susie guy, so. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it, there's so much speculation. Like, I feel like we're gonna, you know, talk about all this, go back and forth, and then 
he, like you said, he's literally just going to sign yep. and it's going to be like, all right. All so, this is nonsense. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because if he signs, I mean, you know, Othman's not making the, the only way one of those guys like Othman, Cooley, any of those guys are making the squad is if they like blow the absolute hats off of, you know, our upper brass and stuff like that in training camp. And then like literally need to steal somebody else's spot because they're not going to start those guys. In the, I, I mean, maybe Cooley they put on the fourth line, but like even that I think is a waste. The guy had over 40 goals this year. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And, and there hasn't really been many rumblings or mumblings over the word is on cock yeah. lately. I feel like it's been really quiet the last week or two. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but yeah, I think that's all I got, man. You want to send it to Alexis? Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more news today on this Monday, but I think we should <laughs> send it over to Alexis Downey. We're very happy to welcome back an OG member of the blue crew for all the listeners that were listening like over a year ago, I guess. Um, you know, it's finally nice to have you back. My good friend at stadium, Alexis Downey, Alexis, how's your summer going? What's up? Good. It's been going by really quickly. I can't believe we're almost into August already. Uh, mm-hmm. just really enjoying Chicago summer. There's nothing better. Honestly, everyone says summertime shy. I went for Memorial day weekend. I fell in love with it. It's the best fucking city ever, but only for two months out of the year. I <laughs> see. And I don't really mind the, the snow, um, but no. I don't like the wind here. That's one thing I'm not, I don't like. So I heard it is pretty windy in the windy city. Yeah. It has <laughs> the snowstorms <laughs> are wild. Yeah, but in uh, you're in Chicago, but I know you're born and bred from Pittsburgh, a Penguins fan. If you're allowed to say that, I don't know your national media. I don't know <laughs> if you can have, you know, a bias, but we got to ask you right away from a Penguins fan perspective, game one, Capo Caco goalie interference. Do you agree with the call or not? Obviously, I do. <laughs> Actually, though, take, Obviously. Take the penguin hat off and tell us how you really feel. Um, well, I know that you don't. So you were pretty, <laughs> you were pretty verbal about that. Um, but I did. I, I agreed with it. And I, I can't take the hat off for this one. I, I, I'm sticking with what the referees decided for that one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I thought, I thought okay. you'd dive deep in that one. Well, what's your instant reaction on the Rangers stealing an almost all-time playoff hero in Louis Domingue from the Penguins? I was surprised at that. Um, you guys are getting a good chef at least, so mm-hmm. that, that's kind of cool. Um, and Is that his thing? Yeah, yeah. He's a really good cook. Uh, I think he has a cookbook even. He's but got a ton if, of personality too. Yeah. I'm just, just to hear his like, sound bites and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. Obviously, yeah. uh, we our goalie situation has been kind of, it's been really hard to follow since flurry left years ago. And Mm, it's so all over the place. Um, I I think you're, you guys are kind of lucky in that he seems like a great guy. Uh, I, I, I'm not too upset about losing him. I don't, I wasn't really attached to him by any means. He was a great piece for us in the playoffs when we needed him. Um, but Hopefully he fits in well in New York. And like I said, with all the the cooking he does and the great food there is in New York, I'm sure he'll enjoy it there. Yeah. He might be a I fan mean, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. If, if he plays, who knows if he'll yeah. uh, play because we got a lock. So I have to dive into something because a year ago when you were doing this show with me, I don't think you were in NHL better yet. And <laughs> I like to take credit for getting you into gambling. I told you you would be. After yes. like our first, what, like two episodes when I was like, <laughs> have these picks and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I haven't bet them yet, but I think I will. And then uh, can you tell the story? I think your first bet, you got smoked, right? Like everyone smoked. has. I remember one. that. Yeah. yeah. 
everyone remembers that, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I picked the St. Louis Blues to win, and I think they lost seven to one or seven to two that <laughs> night. And Worst Bleacher Report just took it and ran with it. And people were really supportive, though. So we've come a long way since then. And overall, my betting record in the playoffs was a positive record. Mm. So overall, though, it was a good first learning curve for the first couple weeks or first couple months of the, the season that I did it. Do you have anything that you're looking at for next season as far as futures bets go or individual players, stuff like that? You know, no, I, it's tough. Cause like, I, I know that they have all the, the odds out for mm-hmm. the Stanley cup already. And I, I just like, can't get behind anything yet. I think once we get into like September, then I'll start looking at it a little bit more. Um, but I, I think I've kind of taken a step back since the playoffs ended, um, because I did kind of have a rough ending of the playoffs for my bets. Uh, I, I had Tampa in there after I had Florida and Minnesota <laughs> and just none of them hit. So yeah. I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back, but, uh, I do, have you guys been looking at the lines and anything for next season already? Well, I, I was just going to say, I like totally agree with you. I also put a thousand dollars on the Rangers, um, <laughs> Yikes. but uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it, exactly. It's a big but um, <laughs> no, I mean, I've been, I've been looking at the lines in, they're pretty interesting. I mean, obviously Colorado's one to watch again. And like, you always want to, you know, bet the team that won, unless it's like something of a fluke, right? Like, I mean, I wouldn't say that when the blues won, it was a fluke or anything like that, but obviously they weren't the favorites and things like that. So it's always something to watch. I mean, I'll probably, I definitely put some money on the Rangers just cause you know, obligatory, but, um, but I also am going to watch, you know, some of the, some of the heavy favorites. I mean, the flames, the flames just made some moves. The flames just made some moves. What's, what's actually your thoughts on that? I mean, I know, uh, you know, Kachuk <laughs> leaving and then Huberto coming and, uh, Uyghur and a few other guys. Yeah. I think that the flames really, I think, I think they won the trade when you look at it. I mean, who, How what they not? got from, yeah. yeah when, the, what they got from Florida, they're going to be really actually fun to watch. And, um, I, that was just a crazy blockbuster trade. I think it's something that I just also really didn't expect, but it makes sense. Cause I saw Kachuk said that he was really limited on the teams that he wanted to be at. And like lifestyle mm-hmm. is a big thing for him. And being in Florida was something that obviously is very enticing to a lot of, a lot of players. So it, it seems like he's really happy about where he's landed, but I mean, the flames, I'm excited to see what they do this season. I, they really, those are two great guys specifically. And then all the conditional picks and everything that was involved in it too. Right. Uh, I, it was just, wasn't what I was expecting. I it came, came out on Friday night, but I feel like the NHL always does things like that. Like huge news is just yeah. like a random Friday night. <laughs> of course for, for Rangers fans, we say Ranger Mondays, but I feel like mo- most other teams are, are usually right around the weekend. But I was going to say, it's like so interesting because the flames obviously lost probably their two best players this off season, but now they replaced one of them with Huberto, who's very similar to Johnny hockey, honestly, very, mm-hmm. very similar type of player. And then they got top two, top four defensemen in Uyghur. And now I'm wondering if it's possible, maybe they go and sign Nazim Kadri because he's a guy who's waiting for a contract and you know, the flames did lose a very talented guy and it's not like the money wasn't there, right? They gave mm-hmm. Gaudreau a huge massive offer and he just didn't take it. So I'm wondering if that's possibly a storyline to watch. Yeah. Kadri's really taking his time to pick where he, where he wants to be, but I mean, you can't blame him. So yeah. 
Do you think that's more so him just partying with the Stanley Cup or him just like not finding the right contract? <laughs> Honestly, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I, he he had to deal with a lot in this offseason. Mm-hmm. So I can see him just kind of wanting to be like, I want to enjoy this time. I want to soak it all in and then I'll figure out the hockey stuff at some point. That's the yeah. one thing about winning the cup that I'll just like never understand. I, like, I love what Eric Johnson's doing. Like, if it were me and I was like in the running to sign a big contract, I'd literally tell my agent, leave me the fuck alone till August. You'll find a team for me and let me party with the Stanley Cup. Like, I've been wanting this my whole life. It, it's so annoying to me that they win the Stanley Cup, something they've worked for their entire life. And then 10 days later, they're having to make like these life altering decisions on where they're going to go, where they're going to play. Like, it's yeah. so crazy to me that you just have to flip that switch like right after achieving your lifelong dream. Like I can never yeah. do that. Yeah. Like ride Darcy, that high for the rest of my life. Right. Like right. Darcy Kemper, just like he he's going to Washington yeah. now. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just thinking in your head, like you have to, okay. Like pack up everything and move, especially for him, like across the country to DC. So mm-hmm. I actually also want to rewind a bit because we should have touched on the fact that you're in Chicago right now. And that franchise completely just, well, I don't even know what you even call it. Worse than bulldozed. They bulldoze yeah. themselves. I have yeah. no idea what the term would be. But what's the vibe around the city of Chicago? Because it's got to be weird being around Chicago right now when the Blackhawks just aren't relevant because they have been for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, fans here are very upset, not only from the player's side, but also from the broadcast side with Edzo oh, yeah, leaving. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's a whole a whole new era in Chicago for them. Mm -hmm. And obviously fan bases have a hard time with that. But I think in this case, like the first day of the draft, getting the, you know, trading for three draft picks and giving up what they did. I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, I don't know what the future is going to look like for them. And obviously I've been really curious to see what happens with Kane and Taves during the mm-hmm. season. You know, you right. can't really get that much for Taves now, but obviously you still can for Kane. And they said, you know, that might be like an in-season move, uh, but fans are just really upset. And I think they're going to have a hard time filling the United center, which is something that I never expected because Blackhawks fans are pretty loyal, like in coming to games and they're a great crowd to be around, but it's going to be tough to want to support a team that mm-hmm. is just getting rid of all their assets, including, like I said, the, the broadcast side as well. I mean, how do you, how do you listen to like a whole new, a whole new vibe, like for the team? It, it's, it's really weird, honestly. Yeah. 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 And I, I have a good friend who's a big Blackhawks fan. He's from Chicago and and that's kind of the vibe he, he gives off as well. And he's just unhappy with the brass in general. Mm-hmm. And is waiting for like the old brass to just, you know, completely go and so on. And just the Debrinket trade just absolutely baffles me. I mean, yeah. I, I just can't. A 23 year old 40 goal scorer is someone you build your team around, not someone you just trade away for like a, a mediocre return. So it's just kind of wild to me. And, and yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see kind of how it plays out for Chicago this year. Yeah. And I had my, my tweet go viral when that happened, I was actually driving back to Chicago and I saw on the Instagram, the city of Chicago posting that it was like an L for the trade. And (laughs) this is crazy. I've never had a tweet go as viral as it did. And people were like, Oh, you Photoshopped this. Like Chicago didn't say that. I'm like, why would I do that? (laughs) It's like a drug, right? Isn't it so fun yeah. when your tweet gets like attention? It's so much fun. Yeah. My mom was like, why would you tweet and drive? I was like, I, I, it was a opportunity yeah. and it paid off. That's <laughs> hilarious. Seriously. But I, I did want to circle back a little more on the off season. 
who are your initial offseason winners? If you could pick maybe like three teams and, you know, why do you think they won the offseason? Obviously, a lot of blockbuster moves and things happened of that nature. So just curious on your thoughts. Yeah, I think that this was a, I mean, it was a really busy offseason mm-hmm. so far with Still free agents. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been crazy and something that I feel like we're seeing just so much every day now. Um, I think Ottawa has been really interesting and in what they've done and signing Giroux. Um, yeah. It could be that that could finally be potentially a team that could be of interest this season. Tampa, I thought was interesting. You know, they lost Palat, um, but they still, they still always seem to find a way, you know, with their, their guys and what they know what they're doing, obviously. Um, And then also another thing in Detroit, like Steve Eiserman making, making some good signings, uh, signing David Perron and Andrew Mm -hmm. Kopp. So I think Detroit, you know, they, they've been building for a couple of years, but they seem to have some good acquisitions and are heading down the right path for Red Wings fans finally. And I don't really like to say that as a Penguins fan, but mm. you know, it, it's good for the people in Detroit. I guess right. piggybacking off that a little bit, what are you most excited for about next season as someone who covers the league as a whole? Cause there's so many stories already going into next season, right? Yeah. Like the Toronto goaltending can yes. Edmonton figure it out. There's, there's literally so many storylines I feel like already. And we're not even in August yet. Yeah. I think in general, it, it's it almost feels like we're turning a leaf in some aspects like into this season because of all these trades and movement and everything um mm-hmm. just seeing all the players being on different teams now which i guess we see that every year but it just it feels different i will say this off season and i you know i even though the avs are the favorite in the next season like i don't know i just don't i don't see them winning it again i mean mm-hmm. they're they're unbelievable but it's hard to repeat yeah yeah it really is yeah yeah so I guess you can mark that down that I said that now but Mm -hmm. uh I I I don't know if I have a specific thing that I'm excited about uh, you know heading into next season specifically but as the season gets closer and we start to see some some more you know action and whatnot Mm -hmm. I'm sure there will be something that sticks out Mm. yeah yeah that's awesome um and yeah I I wanted to actually circle back on giving your uh your fandom of Pittsburgh a little love so you know the Penguins have been a good team for a very long time now and it seems like they almost keep retooling as opposed to rebuilding right Every, I feel like everybody's waiting for that inevitable rebuild you know the the Latang, the Malkin and, and so on but obviously Malkin resigns um, and I'm sure you're ecstatic about that. Were you ever, was there ever a point where you were getting nervous and thinking he was actually going to leave and, and, you know, what was kind of the talk there and, and your feelings there? To be honest, no, I didn't think he was going to leave. Uh, you know, he, he said that he wanted to test that free agency, mm-hmm. but I know that based on what I was reading, that the conversations didn't go well. I think it was on Sunday. And then he said that the next day, I feel like it was almost like an anger. Like he was just upset and that's why he said it. But everyone in Pittsburgh knows how Sidney Crosby is. And if he wants something done, it's going to happen. So I was never really worried about Malkin leaving. I know that you guys maybe wanted him in New York, but I was very relieved that he signed. Uh, I thought it was interesting. They got Latang done before him. Um, I, you know, like Latang has been through a lot in his career uh, with injuries and everything. So 
I kind of thought, you know, maybe he just retires at this point, not or in the next like soon. But uh, I'm happy that we got our guys They're They're still going to be there um, and they're, they're going to retire as Penguins. But right. overall, I mean, it's just been such a disappointment in the last couple of years. Um, but I, I'm frustrated with yeah. it in the playoffs, but I, I hope that they can figure it out and stop losing. So, <laughs> I mean, this year, especially right. Like from our yeah. perspective, every game, the Rangers are down two two goals and they come mm-hmm. back and win. So like from your point of view, it's gotta be the most frustrating thing ever. I mean, me and Cody have talked about it multiple times that game five, I was sitting there with my hands, like literally my, my, my face in my palms. Like, I can't believe they're going to go out like this. This is terrible. And then all of a sudden they score. Were we together? Goals. And no, you were at the game. Oh, that, oh yeah, you're right. You were no, the game. We were together when game, that six, was game right? six, that was game mm-hmm. six, but the game five, when the, when the Rangers were down to nothing and then, you know, all the Penguins fans are saying the Truba hit is what changed everything, which is bullshit because the Penguins had two goal leads in the next two games or whatever. Valid. Not game seven, but I don't even know where I was going with this question. So well, gonna... I'll, I'll jump in there because my favorite thing was Alexis actually tweeted at me like some snarky remark being like, huh, you, you remember that? She was like, Haha, said no one ever or something. And then what, what was I the tweeted, tweet? I, I forgot. But yeah, I got to find like, it. I, I said something about like us coming back and she was like, said no one ever. And then I waited until we won and then That's replied. The That's the mm-hmm. best. Got him. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's so much fun when you just like know that someone's tweet will just backfire on them and you save it in your drafts for like two weeks. Just having that patience. I do it with the Brat Pack all the time. He's my boy. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you saw this, Alexis. There was a top 10 NHL defenseman list that came out on NHL collection last week. Okay. And there were some big names that were left off, including Chris Letang. Uh, one name that I kind of noticed that was not on the list was Quinn Hughes, who I am a big fan of. I love watching him play. But they had like Jacob Slavin on there, Dougie Hamilton on there, Jared Spurgeon on there. Are there any defensemen that you're excited to watch that can maybe step up this next coming year and kind of work their way into that top 10? I mean, we have right now on this list, the top three were McCarr, Hedman, Fox, and then McAvoy and Yossi. I think that's a pretty good list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, you know, oh, I mean, one guy that I'm like looking at and I, and I we kind of talked about it last week, Cody and I with Carolina is Brent Burns. Oh, okay. Hmm. Were you, you have someone else in mind? Yeah. I was, I was going to say if, if he builds on his rookie season, I mean, don't count outsider. I mean, there's like counter. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I mean, counter Miller's the man, obviously, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, listen, he, he won. He won rookie, rookie of the year. year. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he yeah. won rookie of the year and you know, Good if he point. builds on that, I mean, there's, there's no reason as to why this kid can't be a top 10 defenseman in the league next mm-hmm. year. I mean, arguably he was probably borderline this year, right? That's a good pick actually. And I, the, he, I know, like I said, Detroit fans were super excited, like watching him this year. So, mm-hmm. um, I think they kind of covered it also like the list. It sounds like I, I didn't actually see the list, but mm-hmm. I'll have to go look at it now. Now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Well, feeding off of that, I want to ask you about, in my mind, the three most exciting players in the league. And I want to ask you, not necessarily if you were starting a franchise, who'd you pick, but who Ooh. your favorite of the three to watch might be. And that's McDavid, McCarr, and Matthews in that order. Like, those are my three favorite guys to watch. I mean, it's hard to say you don't like watching McDavid, but yeah, I guess out of those three, over the next five years, which do you think will establish themselves as the most, as the most elite? I'm going McCarr. Really over McDavid. Yeah. I, I think that the hype that he got this year and what he was able to do in the playoffs 
Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for him. Mm-hmm. Um, McDavid. Yeah. I like we've seen so much talent and eliteness from him that it's I, that he's going to continue to do it. And it's not, not that it's going to be a surprise for kale that we see him grow more, but I think he's just going to come more and mature more into himself as a player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think just, he's, he's just got the, the sky is the limit for him, which has already yeah. been the case, but um, I, he's, he's so much fun to watch. So. And then what about Matthews? Do you think he stays a leaf forever? I mean, I don't know, man. Like if they lose another first round, I got to imagine he's trying he's gonna to lose his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's at some he's point freak. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see him leaving there. Um, but <sighs> it's so tough with Toronto. Like, like what, what is it going to take? I don't know. It, I, it, I really want to see them win. I love those guys. I love watching. No. Them <laughs> well, no. If, it, if, it, if it's not the Rangers, obviously. I was going to say, maybe if it's not against the Rangers, yeah. but like, right. I, I think, I mean, there are a lot of people who love making the jokes that the Leafs can't get out of the first round, but I like, it'd be so cool to watch Matthews and Marner play in the Stanley Cup final. Like mm-hmm. those two are the cool, like yeah. to me, like two of the coolest guys in the league, like off the ice. Yeah, that's yeah. like how we got to see McDavid and McKinnon play against this each other mm-hmm. this year. Like that, that was awesome. I feel like this was a big year for women in hockey, especially not only women in sports, but Alexis, as, as someone who is starting to climb her way up into the NHL, how cool was it for you? I mean, I can't even name all of them. I feel like there was, you know, GMs and assistant coaches mm-hmm. and all these different kinds of, you know, managerial positions and front office positions and all these things. How cool was it for you to see all these different accolades for women in hockey? It's been so exciting and rewarding to see women moving up in the ranks. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me this year was the platform that ESPN gave Emily Kaplan. She did an amazing job through the playoffs, through the whole season, covering the league and just giving the players their own spotlight um, and her unique ability to ask different questions and everything. Uh, I think she and herself is becoming a trailblazer on the broadcasting side, but yeah, just seeing the women in different positions in the front offices and as scouts and everything like that, it's really exciting. And it makes me excited for the future too, because I, I would like to be someone that, you know, works my way into a position where I can maybe inspire the next generation of girls as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also really nice because I don't think that when, when I was at the Stanley cup, you know, that there wasn't a ton of women that were there covering it, but for the ones that I did meet, everyone was super welcoming and just like, Oh, getting to know each other and everything. And even with all of the other media that I met, um, males that I met as well, like it was just cool. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like, Oh, you know, who do you work for and what do you do? And, um, I think hockey is just becoming a, definitely a more of a welcoming sport and they're growing towards that. So it's been pretty nice to feel that and see it grow. Yeah, this of course. Season. All the women in hockey too, I feel like are so strongly bonded together. Like I feel like everyone's just friends with each other. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah. I guess my last question will be, can I get one incredibly bold prediction uh, that will happen this season? It can be the crazier, the better. I mean, I'm team chaos. So it can be something from a team winning the cup to someone making playoffs, not making playoffs, anything like that. Yeah. I think that we're going to see maybe, maybe the Kraken make the playoffs this year because they had a terrible first. Well, I shouldn't say a terrible first season, but a kind Mm -hmm. of disappointing first season. It wasn't kind of, it was a disappointing (laughs) first season compared to what we saw with Vegas. So I think that the Kraken 
have made some good off season moves and they're heading in the right direction. So maybe they make the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they definitely, uh, they definitely made some moves. I mean, they got Burakovsky. They, they signed Justin Schultz, right? Was he on the Kraken last year? I don't believe so. No. no, right. So they signed him and then they just made that trade too for the uh, 28 goal score. I, I don't even want to try and pronounce his name. Johnny will make fun of me, but I think it's uh Bjorkstrand. Bjorkstrand. Yeah. Hockey names get me sometimes, but, um, but yeah, no, he's, he's a great goal scorer coming from Columbus. And obviously they had to make a move because of the good draw and, and whatnot, but man, that was, that was a fantastic trade for the Kraken. So it would be a uh, sight to see. I just hope Shane Wright makes the lineup and he can play in Montreal because I'll throw $500 that he scores a goal in Montreal. It's like the one bet I can't that wait. That would be insane. Johnny's bold prediction. It's not really, I don't mean it's a bold prediction. It's like the one bet I can't wait to make because that death stare he gave them after the draft. He like, claims that he didn't. Oh my God. It's so obvious. It was a, it was a stare of death. So obvious. But um, Alexis, I don't think we have anything else. Is there anything you want to plug before we let you go? Yeah. I mean, I, kind of just been a little bit quiet on Twitter since the season ended. Um, I think I've got some things in the works, so stay tuned on my Twitter for that at Alexis Downey underscore. Well, we're happy you came. It's always fun talking to you and uh, we'll have to get you back on during the season and we wish you the best of luck. We uh, are very excited for your future. Thanks guys. Really want to thank our old friend Alexis Downey for coming on and talking about the NHL and everything going on right now. There's not that much buzz, I feel like, around the league aside from that Mm -hmm. Kachuk trade. Um, But, Cody, any other thoughts you want to say before we wrap it up? No, I mean, I I just am really looking forward to seeing how the whole Kako situation plays out. And, you know, hopefully uh, they either get it done with him or or bring in a new, uh, some fresh blood to help help this squad, uh, you know, get that get that cup. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we have a, we have an awesome guest lined up for next week. Uh, you guys know him well, so, uh, that should be a great episode and keep tuning in. We're not going to say his name. Vince Mercogliano. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to keep it a surprise or not. I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> nah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we got Vince coming on next week. So we'll get a lot of good Ranger gossip in. Um, other than that, I hope you guys have a great week and, uh, we love you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.